Order 66 is arguably the most important battle in Star Wars history, and this raises a lot of questions. How did so many survive? Why didn't anyone question the clone efforts, and why did so many go to the dark side? Well, we have a theory on why. And we have some new details on Star Wars Acolyte that makes us even more excited about the unique project. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. With Star Wars TV show projects being such in a state of disarray, we've gotten Skeleton Crew moved forward, possibly now coming towards the first part of the year after originally announced for basically now. And we have a variety of other projects that are still in the momentum pro like process. Like they're still there, they're getting done, and they're getting moved forward, possibly even with bigger roles than they had before. But I feel like we've had a very different hit to or shot to hit ratio. Like yeah. the accuracy in terms of like putting out content and how well it does is very different than I think we um, originally expected it to be. Even as far as like Obi-Wan and stuff like that? Obi-Wan, season three of The Mandalorian. Um, those are like the main ones that make me think about like... Yeah. We had The Mandalorian, which was a huge success. We had Mandalorian season two, which was also a huge success. And I think from both a people watching it perspective and a storytelling perspective. Then you had uh, Obi-Wan, which came out and I feel like a lot of people watched Obi-Wan, but not necessarily too many people really enjoyed the process. I feel like a lot of people had enjoyable moments in Obi-Wan, but not necessarily like, yeah, that's my favorite TV show, like they would say with The Mandalorian. Right. Yeah, I think... Well, I think it's kind of a three-parter. So it's the it's what they say they're coming out with, and then mm -hmm. it's what we expect is going to come out with, and then it's what we actually get. There's this, like three part of like us interpretation and then their yeah. actual delivery and it's like mm -hmm. it's been a little a little touchy a little yeah, like uh, touch book and of go. boba fett would be in that same yeah. same bucket yeah. where well mostly these titular character roles and their tv shows not necessarily living up to the expectations nor what they could have been mm -hmm. given the story that they intended to tell I, I feel like you have standouts like andor and ahsoka and obviously the first two mandalorian seasons and parts of the third season you have these standout moments but i do wonder now that we have a greater expectation from disney around star wars projects i do wonder what the next step is for the tv shows and that brings me to star wars acolyte and going and looking back at our expectations for the show what we could see and now that we've got some more details specifically on the writers as well as some inside knowledge that I have from Star Wars Celebration, I do want to have this discussion of Acolyte in 2023. Mm. Okay. So we've got the writers announced for Star Wars Acolyte, which if you don't know and you're not aware of, it's a TV show that's set 200 years before the events of The Phantom Menace and is set in the High Republic era, this new era that was created that spans the time uh, leading up to uh, the Clone Wars period, or the, the prequel period. And it's supposed to be the Jedi at the height of their power, the Jedi in great reach across the galaxy. Mm -hmm. It's it's this golden era for Jedi. Well, not, I will say, like, well, the Knights of the Old Republic would be a Jedi at, like, full power in terms of their individual power. Mm -hmm. 
High Republic is more like as a organization and as a Jedi order. Yeah. This is the Jedi in their golden period. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it's focusing on. No. It's <laughs> taking a dark twist to it, yes. which is going to be really interesting to see. And mm-hmm. I, I'm already hesitant on like my expectations for that. You know, oh, like yeah. it's like I mean, I think it's fair because if you if you're not aware, Star Wars Acolyte is a TV show that's marketed as a Star Wars show from the perspective of a dark side or from the Sith, and that is what they're leaning into, going into more of the darker aspects of Star Wars. So if you look at this and you say, hey, haven't we seen this before? If you're watching this on video, we have a Star Wars Battlefront 2 Inferno squad in the background, and that book delved deep into the darker side of the rebellion uh it goes more on like the actual it's from the perspective of inversio before she turns in the battlefront 2 campaign and that was something that they marketed the battlefront 2 campaign as this is a story from the stormtrooper perspective from the empire we're telling this story and then it ended up being not necessarily that Mm -mm. and there was a level of expectation uh, that people had because of the marketing and then what eventually came out which was very quickly did she leave that (laughs) yeah yeah hopefully it's not gonna be that story Mm -hmm. um i imagine they could do a lot with either a i assume that's gonna be a jedi turning into a sith um that's my assumption i believe we've talked about this before I think that's the storyline or the generally what we've gotten from what we've seen of it. This is what Leslie Headland has to say about the placement of Star Wars Acolyte. Quote, I think you see more morally ambiguous characters than you've seen in other Star Wars content. And I think I can say this pretty confidently. I don't think you're going to see action in other shows the way that you see it used and utilized in our show. I just thought it was very interesting to do a show about the bad guys and to set that during the time period that made the most sense. So I think that's what sets it apart. It's kind of almost flipped. We have more Jedi than you've seen in any other Star Wars content. And I can say this pretty confidently. I don't think you're going to see action in other shows the way that you see it utilized in ours. And the description is the Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. So there's this level of perspectives all through that. And I will say we have the writers announced for the first season because it's rumored that this is going to be a multiple season spanning show. And this will be one of the tentpole features of this next generation of, of Star Wars. Mm. And we, we have the writers and it's going to be the writers for the eight episode season. Okay. And yes, there are only going to be eight episodes mm. in the show, which I we find know. a little disappointing. <laughs> we know how you feel about that. <laughs> I do have hopes because of the writing caliber that they have. Just for example, these are the types of shows that these writers have at least been a part of, whether that's a house writer or a co-writer or just an assistant writer. House of the Dragon, Mr. Robot, WandaVision, Dune the Sisterhood series, and Russian Doll, as well as a couple other projects. So that's where the writers are coming into on this specific show. Quite a robust lineup. Yeah, and not, like, light lineup either. Like, these are... (laughs) 
somewhat heavy. I mean, maybe you could argue WandaVision was a little lighter, but it had some heavy stuff in it. Its tone was lighter, but mm-hmm. its actual um, setting and what it was saying was quite dark because it was a... <laughs> It was the perspective of Wanda Mm -hmm. delving into her grief and trying to overcome that through creating a falsehood. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, not necessarily very light in terms of that thing. Uh, So that's what that's what makes me hopeful around this TV series, because Mm -hmm. it's quite interesting to see a Star Wars project that leans so heavily into the dark side Mm -hmm. and has that as part of their their marketing more Jedi than you've ever seen, but also if you look at it from the perspective, like the establishment that they're playing around with is the Jedi as they get closer to the time period where they end up failing. Mm-hmm. This is the Jedi towards the end of the height of their power, not the Jedi in the golden era where they can do no wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a very interesting subject matter for sure. I'll probably just go back on what I said. I really don't know what the story's going to be about. Um, <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. I'm just, I'm worried. I, I always really? worry about these things just because you don't know. You don't know. I think it's good that we're not hearing any like, oh, it's going to be this. No way it's going to be this. Yeah. No way it's going to be this. It's it like, has stayed quite consistent. Yeah, it has been pretty consistent. It seems like the story's pretty solid. We haven't really heard anything new, so that's good. Yeah. Seems like things have stayed fairly the same. So I have hope, but I'm still apprehensive. Well, that leads me to my next question of like, is this a return for the magic of Star Wars? Because I feel like every few months we get this news article or op-ed or what, what have YouTube video, podcast episode, whatever it is, it ends up being about... Has Star Wars lost its magic ever since the uh, technically it's taken place many years before the acquisition of Disney of Lucasfilm and George Lucas with the prequels and there's been a varying level of is Star Wars dead? Oh my gosh, too much Star Wars, not enough Star Wars. This is stupid. There's been this constant back and forth on like what actually makes Star Wars, but that does lead me to ask like, is this a return to you for? what is exciting about Star Wars? I want to say yes. <laughs> I want to see more Jedi. I want to see them in a new way. I don't know. I I can see both sides of like the death of Star Wars, but also a rebirth of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think Star Wars isn't what it was, and I think I'm growing to be okay with that. Yeah, I think having an expectation that Star Wars is going to be the same forever, or it's always going to have the pieces that brought you into Star Wars, I think is a, a false expectation, unfortunately. Like, I think there's definitely a place for certain franchise to keep on continuing giving you the same thing. But Star Wars has constantly been a series of like reintroduction and recreation and just an idea of like yes we have star wars this galaxy the science fantasy type series it's not going to be about the same thing over and over again there's going to be a foundation of hope but the main meat of it is this is a canvas to tell a variety of stories and that have uh, a, a deeper social impact mm-hmm. as well as like um, I'd say generally Star Wars is a, uh, a political discussion piece. Mm-hmm. It's like how can we talk about what's going on in our world like modern day or even past transgressions and put that in a way that makes sense 
and let someone digest it easier. I think it certainly has been. I yeah. don't know if that's what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they've done there are pieces that. pieces of it with like Andor. Yes, exactly. I know that they have done that in different areas of Star Wars mm-hmm. now. Um, it's becoming so much bigger than it was, though. Yeah. Um, so I, like I said, I'm just, I'm growing to look, give it that space to be like, no, this is the fun Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then this is the Star Wars that's trying to say something. And that like, you know, yeah. like there's just, it's so big now that it's going to have so many different avenues and like yeah. just different meanings for different people. And like it, yeah, it's all good Star Wars. Yeah. And, and different levels of it. Not everything has to be as dark and as gritty as Andor. But I do think we can have more Andor. I think in, if, if we're looking at the, the sliding scale of Star Wars, we have like, on one side of that scale, we have dark and gritty and realistic. And on the other side, we have playful child fantasy Star Wars sci-fi I feel like we've been leaning more towards the ridiculous side of, mm-hmm. of the scale than we have on the the gritty, which made Andor stand out so well. But I feel like Ahsoka, once, once Dave Filoni gets an understanding of actually how to tell a cohesive story that has a satisfying end, mm-hmm. I feel like we're <laughs> going to get more of what is the ideal Star Wars. Because I say Ahsoka was leaning more towards that middle line mm-hmm. than we'd seen any other Star Wars projects. And I I think that's good yeah yeah i would agree and then in terms of like the sliding scale and this history around star wars i did want to talk about order 66 yeah. because it is like we said in the intro it is one of the if not the most impactful moment in star wars while yavin is used as a or the battle of yavin is used as a timestamp. Order 66 has gone on to influence all of the things that we're currently dealing with in Star Wars. Bad Batch, directly tied to Order 66. Mm -hmm. Jedi Survivor, directly tied to Order 66. Obi-Wan Kenobi, definitely tied to Order 66. Mm -hmm. We have all of these examples. And if you look at what is taking place with Star Wars, with Thrawn and uh, the Rebels crew... All of these things, all of the experiences that these characters have are from the impact of Order 66. Mm -hmm. And I would say we're dealing more with the repercussions of Order 66 in this Mandoverse timeline than we are dealing with the destruction of the Death Star. Because if you think about Mm -hmm. it, this timeline is directly after the destruction of the second Death Star. It is directly after all of these massive events that are changing the course of the galaxy and we're more dealing with order 66 than we are there so i would say hmm. even more so in mandoverse is order 66 really impactful. in mandalorian in in the whole mandoverse i would say okay yeah. okay i could see that there's definitely been a big clones push, mm-hmm. um, even though we haven't really seen. I mean, yeah, look at Mando season three with Moff Gideon. Yeah, there is a huge, there's a huge cloning trend going on in Star Wars. Um, I guess it's always kind of been there. Me mm-hmm. as a light fan for a while did not know about the whole cloning thing, but now I I'm kind of like, got ridiculous for a while hey, in Legends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, did not know about all that. Yeah, it's fascinating. And we see a lot more of like those repercussions, like you were saying, than we do about like where's the empire, where's the, yeah. 
We're getting more of the Empire, <laughs> mm-hmm. but not quite as as much as you would no. think in this timeline. Yeah, and not so much about like even with the New Republic. Mm-hmm. Like we're not even really seeing them as much either we yeah. are we are we've seen yeah more an like outpost slowly and getting more and more we've seen like that captain yeah or... the empire and their warlords basically yeah, yeah the little and, secret war room thing yeah. going on so there's stuff like that where mm-hmm. it's a carryover of the empire but not necessarily as much as you would think <laughs> and as we're getting further on in this timeline we're getting further away from it i will go back and say though that i feel I feel like we're going to get more and more of it. Which makes me go back to this idea and ask the questions of why did so many survivors of Order 66 and and the Jedi decide to turn away from it? If you look at Balin Mm. and you look at uh, a few other examples of this in Legends and, and even some canon like comics and that side of things, you have these Jedi that are deciding to go away from the idea of the Jedi Order. Mm. And there's a theory on why that I find very interesting. And it's the reason is tied to what made the Jedi Order so strong and powerful was this dedicated following of Jedi so willing to separate themselves from the outside world mm-hmm. and tie themselves to this belief of like a lack of self, a lack of fear, and going forward with that as their baseline. And then when the Empire took over and was created, they were now hunted as enemies of the state and put each of them into a a sign of fear which Mm. fear leads to hatred and hatred leads to the dark side kind of thing there i think that's fascinating to think about this time period and why we might be seeing even more survivors of order 66 in the mandoverse as this disruption comes out of it. I do like that idea. This this idea that the survivors, because we know they're out there. We've seen mm-hmm. several. Yeah, Cal um, Kestis, Balin Skull, uh, quite a few others too. Even Ahsoka. Yeah, Ahsoka. So we've seen these survivors, but it is really fascinating to think. It's like, so once you're disbanded, once you don't have that community, once you don't have the strength, mm-hmm. you're going to fall back. And you're yeah. going to, A, you're going to rethink about what, what the heck happened? Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to think about your training and if it's really worth it. And then you're going to think about how am I going to survive? Yeah. How am I going to get the most power? Like, you know, like it's kind of, it kind of leads itself yeah. to the dark side. The stress, the fear, the constant feeling like you need to run and hide. Like that's not going to lend itself very well to this idea of like a healthy Jedi. Mm-hmm. And if you look at like Jedi Survivor as a clear example of this, Cal Kestis, a survivor of Order 66, he suppressed his Force side abilities and he hid those on his path to hiding from the Empire. But ultimately he was discovered and had to embrace it more. And then towards the end of Jedi Survivor, you see him embrace the dark side, embrace the anger. And I think that just lends itself from this perspective of like if you do care about survival if you do care about i mean from the perspective of cal Kestis, if you care about taking down the empire you're more than likely going to replicate some of the things that they're going to be doing that have directly impacted you and then there's this level of fear and anger and disappointment in yourself that could mm-hmm. come from that that then that just leads you even further down that path 
also, when you're not surrounded by a group of people who are telling you, stay disattached, mm-hmm. you're going to get attached to the yeah. people who are actually, and to the people and the beings that are actually like helping you yeah. <laughs> if you find those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're either going to get really attached to somebody and then have someone to protect and then have someone to be angry about when they yeah. get hurt. Um, or you're going to be angry at the world because no one helped you. You know, like there's uh-huh. there's also that dynamic. So there's, yeah, there's quite a good reason as to why mm-hmm. most, mm, we're seeing a lot of yeah. darker Jedi come out. Do you think there are too many Order 66 survivors? Because this is a discussion that many people have of like, oh, here we go, another survivor of Order 66. So, I mean, even Grogu was a survivor of Order 66, <laughs> if you think about it. Um, there's this, I don't know, like disdain for the idea of bringing even more new Jedi back into the fray hmm. and like legends never did that that is a lie legends did it all the time there yeah. were a cra- there were more survivors of order 66 in legends than there ever have been in canon but it does make me wonder like do yeah. you do you personally feel like there are too many order 66 survivors it kind of depends on the day but today no i don't think so i think it makes sense i feel i think we underestimate how big the jedi order was yeah um, and also, how few clone troopers there were for the uh, galaxy. Yeah. Well, um, what is it? A hundred thousand <laughs> units prepared, and with a million more well on the way, kind of thing. Like, there are hundreds of billions of people in the Star uh-huh. Wars galaxy, if not trillions of uh-huh. people, and you're gonna have a clone trooper force of a million. Yeah. That would, doesn't make would sense. That, would that even subdue a planet? I don't think no. so. I don't think so. Yeah. So yeah. So Anakin going in there with the like Inquisitors. Um, yeah. Like they're they're gonna be the ones who can actually like maybe do some damage. Uh huh. Everybody else is just there to like maybe hurt. Yeah. But if, ev- maybe <laughs> maybe on Coruscant as we saw like their numbers or those that directly in battle. I feel like a turning a quick turn of the the clone troopers would have caught them off guard. Mm-hmm. But once they became aware of it and and word spread throughout the galaxy. I think there are still a lot more that could be out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially kids. I feel like kids know their way around things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, all those younglings. As long as they weren't on Coruscant with Anakin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more yeah. children of that time who are in hiding. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I think there's, there's plenty more that could be out there. Yeah. I don't judge. <laughs> What about you? I, I think there are enough right now. I do think that if they quickly ramp up the number of Jedi survivors of Order 66, I think it's going to feel like, seriously, guys, again. Um, I don't think we're near that number yet, mm-hmm. um, at least uh, in the path that they're going now. And especially if they keep on like having the level of like innovation with, like, Balin and his character mm-hmm. being a survivor of Jedi, a Jedi survivor of Order 66, but one who revoked the path of the Jedi and became not a Sith, but a dark Jedi or um, fallen Jedi. Mm. And I feel like that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd love to see more of that. Like, what does it look like for these characters to have this new time period that they're in? And what does it look like for those who maybe had been coerced in this idea of the Jedi Order and 
move forward into I don't know something something different. I think there's there's some options for some innovation with the storytelling around the survivors of Order sixty six. Whether or not they end up doing that, who can say? But yeah. I think there is. It's it's not to the level that I'm like, oh come on, seriously. Right. We don't have a mob of yeah. these surviving Jedi uh, coming at us. Uh, yeah, as I long. D- as long as they have innovative and really interesting survivors, yeah. I think we'll be okay with And as it. long as we stop getting Order 66 flashbacks. Yeah, we don't need those anymore. We're good. We it's got like it. having a Batman movie and showing the parents dying. Like Every We all time. know. We yeah. all know. We get it. We got it. It's covered. <laughs> We've been there. We've done that. We don't need to see another Jedi Order 66 mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to step away from that and move into something more interesting when it comes to telling the impact of that big moment. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting, and we've talked about it on the show, about like, what if, this is, there's no, nothing about this that's like for real, but we had discussed what if there was a Vader show. Yeah. I think it'd be really interesting if it validated the idea that there are more survivors. Yes. In that Vader is hunting them down. Like, we would need that validation to be like, oh, so this is a real thing. This is Mm -hmm. what Vader was doing when he couldn't hunt down Luke or couldn't hunt down Yeah, and that's why he had the Inquisitors. Right, right. The whole Inquisitorius was around finding these Jedi and destroying them right. and I like that idea because then it, uh, they tease it in Rebels and they have this whole instruction of the Inquisitors and they're not necessarily very effective uh, <laughs> especially around one uh, Jedi and his, and his Jedi Padawan uh, they can't do a whole lot there but it, it does show I, I would like to see a little bit more of that Yeah, it would be cool to see the Inquisitors as an actual force to be reckoned with yeah be nice instead to have of that. a joke like they are in freaking obi-wan <laughs> yeah yeah but let us know your thoughts about these topics here are you excited for the acolyte and do you think that there are too many order 66 survivors let us know in the comments below if you're watching this on youtube or contact at uplinkpodcast.com if you are listening to this wherever you find podcasts as always you can find the podcast on all of the podcast platforms we'd like to thank you for listening And may the Force be with you.